And now, a dramatic reading presented by The Third Space. Oh, hey, uh, James Cameron. Oh, come, come into my office. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you for seeing me in this time of my new movie pitch. Well, you are a famed director who makes us a lot of money, so I'm very interested in hearing what you have to say. All right. Hold on to your butts, because this is going to be amazing. All right. Imagine a bird made entirely of feathers on a world made entirely out of hair. Okay, and what's it about? Well, hold on. I'll get to that. Okay. We're going to invent a new filming technology that lets us film things with our brains. Okay. But what's like the story about? When people see this movie, their minds will be blown. Okay, but what is the story about? I don't know. Make it Cinderella or some shit. All right. Uh, so uh, we'll do a, a bird, feathers, and a pint of hair, or what, just Cinderella? Yeah, you know, we'll throw in things people like, like a love story. Okay. And, and the bird has sex with the planet. Okay. I mean, this will make us, like, billions. That's fine. That's fine. Yes, James Cameron strikes again. And welcome to the third space. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Berkeley. I'm Gavin Weir. <laughs> <sighs> it's been a while since we did our introduction after the introduction. It has been. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite tired. Yeah, I could I can tell you're quite yeah, tired. I'm Kevin. sluggish, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's cold weather. You wanna slowing you, us down. You wanna let everybody else in on why you're tired? Because I know why you're tired. Mm, my car froze. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it didn't freeze. It's security systems freaking out. My car really wants to keep me safe, is yeah. the way that I would put it. The car cares so much it for you. It cares so much about me. Yeah. Uh, and my car wants to keep me safe. And it keeps me so safe that it doesn't... Uh, how to describe this? It doesn't think my key is my key. <laughs> <laughs> so I stick the key in sometimes. I like last month and it happened again this month. And this little light went on, the security light. And the security light was like, hey... Where's your key? And I'm like, my key's in my ignition. The car's like, no, I don't think it not. is. I'm going to keep checking. <laughs> then it gets stuck in a loop. And even when I would take the key out that I had just been driving with, uh, yeah. it'd be like, but where's that key? But, but where? Hey, where's that key? Where's that key? And I'd keep doing that over and over, over and over until it drains the battery. Yeah. And then the battery would be dead. And it'd be like, okay, I'll sleep now. <laughs> okay. And then we have to jump the car. Yeah. And once we jump the car, it's like, oh, I'm back. Cool key you got there. That's fun. <laughs> Until like another month goes by and it's like, hold on. Hold on. Where's Is that key? the key? Is that the key? Is that the key? So we tried switching to another key. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that will work and this won't happen again. And I won't get stuck with my car just not starting. Yeah. The fortunate thing is I do kind of get a uh, pre-warning about it because that security light comes on. Yeah. So now you know what it is. Yeah, so when I see that security light on, I'm like, well, I guess I'm going home <laughs> and, and figuring something out. Guess I got to call somebody to jump my car again. Yeah, so if it happens again, we'll probably have to take it in. Yeah. But, like, it's such a weird thing for the security system to be like, oh, but I just don't think that's your key. Maybe you can get the mechanic to turn off the security system. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I need. Like, I know that that sounds short-sighted and bad, but... I would, I would prefer for the mechanic to fix the security system. I know, but it might, it might... The thing is, if it's an electrical or wiring issue, that might cost you, like, $600. Ah, we'll see. In oh, which case, turning it off might be more feasible in the short term. Well, hopefully just all we'll have to do is... uh switch the key out yeah hopefully your spare key solves all the problems yeah hopefully everything is solved by me doing the minimal amount of effort yeah yeah it usually works that way hey you know what at least i had a month last time that's true before before having to get something yeah. i got another month maybe it's going to exponentially shrink each time though i hope not <laughs> it was pretty much almost exactly a month as well yeah yeah tuesday 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 your car just thinks tuesdays are especially dangerous <laughs> Everyone's gone over the Monday hump. Now the criminals are out in the streets. That's right. Ready to do their criminal. Criminal criminals slept in on Monday, not Tuesday. They're ready. They're ready for you on Tuesdays. Yeah. <laughs> now, I already had someone go to my car once when I forgot to lock it, and they just didn't take anything. So yeah, They're like, oh, this is all shit. I don't want any of this. They threw it to the ground in disgust. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you tempt me with this? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't have valuables in my car. Maybe you go go next time. Next What's, time I'll make sure there's something there for you. Uh, so I was it you or was it another one of my friends who had like their like the car broken into, but the only thing they sold was their dice bag for D and D. That no, that wasn't me. All right, because I assume why they did that is because they assumed there were like gems in there. Yeah, what dice bag or this, this this bag is clearly filled with gems. Mm. Then they got home and they're like, damn it, nerds. <laughs> damn nerds. Those nerds got me again. Ugh. Ah. They fooled me once more. <laughs> you got me this time, Gygax. <laughs> I'll be back. Uh, Gygax's uh, initial plot finally revealed. <laughs> his, his final wish. Yeah, his final wish is to trick burglars with dice bags. The thing another gems. Yeah. All right, well, we got a feature. Uh, we got a week. feature for creatures. Yeah, a feature especially made for creatures. So come on, creatures, sit on down. Come on down. It was a trap. Now we're going to use you. That's right. Now gonna, you're being used as a research subject. We're going to talk about you yeah. on the internet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. On top of it. We're standing on it right now. <laughs> standing on the internet. Uh, so this is part of our new series, uh, which we introduced in October. Yeah. And have done one non-spooky <laughs> version of it. They're um, all pretty spooky. They're all super spooky. This is a creature feature. Yes, where we take a creature from mythology yeah. or something else, some sort of fiction. Yeah, and then we start playing with it. We say, seeing... what would the world be like if that was in there? Last time we did centaurs. Yeah. We yeah. had a world of where we, a lot of it was discussions of horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Horses and people. Um, before we introduce this, I want to take a small sidebar, Kevin. Yeah. So I was talking to um, one of my friends yeah. uh, who is on the online dating scene. Okay. And um, I asked her how she felt about dick pics because this is an ongoing conversation in my life. Yeah, we've already t- we talked I about know, this before. But here's the thing, Kevin. Is this another – is this a different this is story new. about dick pics? This is new. Because you've already done it a dick pic. It is new. Pic. Okay. I mean, you can tell me if it's not new, but I'm pretty sure it's new. <laughs> All right. So – she doesn't like dick pics. Big surprise. Oh, yeah. Shocking. But back in the day when Tumblr had a lot of not safe for work stuff on it, yeah. she followed a lot of Tumblrs, and there was this one Tumblr that was basically just like 
this guy does cool paintings. No, oh, yeah. And also sometimes take pictures of his dick. <laughs> right? You and never knew what you would get. You never know when you when you want that dick. Um so <laughs> maybe he's got a nice dick. She was like, I didn't mind it when his dick came up in my feed. And I was like, What? I need but the conventional wisdom states that you would mind because you followed him for his good paintings, not his dick. She yeah. was like, yeah, but I mean, it's not for me. It's just a dick. I guess maybe it's something that like when you just find a dick online. Yeah. It's not as upsetting. If someone has. Yeah. D- uh, someone has targeted, sought you out. It's targeted dick. <laughs> a heat seeking a, dick missile. A, <laughs> someone has made a private vanity. Dick heat pick. Heat seeking dick pick. Yeah. Uh, then you know I can see why that would probably be more more insulting than if you're just scrolling through and you're like, ah, there's yeah. a penis. So here's the here's the thing, and this is why I brought it up, is because this is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life, Kevin. Yeah, right. Because in this conversation, I was like, so what? You're just scrolling, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's that dick. And she's like, yeah. Sometimes you don't mind a fat dick in your face. <laughs> and I went, yeah. Here I go, just looking at these paintings, and oh, here's a fat dick. <laughs> I didn't expect it, but I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm wondering how we reach this point. Not in (laughs) civilization, in this podcast. Uh, But we were about to start our topic, and you're like, hold on. You know what Kevin and our listeners need to hear? (laughs) This story about a dick. Well, here's the thing, Kevin. Our intros, have, I feel like, have been getting less and less nonsensical. I feel like we've been starting our topics faster and faster. And I'm just I just want to make sure that people get what they want, what they expect. From which us. is not the topic. Which is not the topic. <laughs> but just rambling. Just like ten minutes of us us telling them how we are or like some shit that just, we discovered. Just stream. In this case, I discovered that sometimes a fat dick is an okay dick. Just a stream of consciousness yeah. spewing. Yeah. And I mean, if they don't want to hear about fat dicks, then they should tweet at us. <laughs> but don't tweet at us fat dicks. Well, tweet at Kevin Fat Dicks. No. Not like pictures of fat dicks, just the word fat dicks. Don't at me. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can say this, <laughs> listeners of the third space. Don't fucking at me. <laughs> Here's the thing. One of these times they're actually going to at you, and it's going to be amazing. Uh that's a word you can use to describe it. Yeah. Can we please get into our topic now? Okay. So I don't our, talk our about creature your friend and their obsession with dick pics. Some fat dicks. Um <laughs> uh, is that pH fat? Um speaking <laughs> speaking of pH, our creature this week is the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Spelled P H E O N I X. That's right. We're not talking Phoenix. Yeah. Uh or that you know, the guy from uh Gears of War, who I think his Phoenix, I think Phoenix is spelled an F for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're t- talking about phoenixes, birds. That's right. We're talking about birds they, who have orders. That's, in yeah. some universes, <laughs> some universes there are orders of phoenixes. There are orders of phoenixes. Um, we're talking about magnitudes, right? Not like an organization. Yeah, kind of like a earthquake. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, on the uh, what's this phoenix on the Richter scale? Yeah, on the Richter scale. It's on the be raptor a... scale. Because <laughs> they're a hawk. That's yeah, sure. the joke I was making. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and hawks are raptors. Yep. Look it up on Google. Yep. You'll see I'm funny. No, yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> after, after a quick research trip on Wikipedia, I have decreed 
this joke funny. <laughs> Pass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harvard of jokes. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by and making sure we're up to snuff. Um, you got a good qualification somewhere. I mean, he entered through the CEO entrance. <laughs> uh, I was the CEO of Harvard of jokes? Yeah. I didn't know they were a business. I thought they'd have a president. Well, everything has a CEO and president. No, I guess. <laughs> we we do too, Kevin. Do you want to be CEO or president? <laughs> Can't be COO? Sure. What yeah. does that mean? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it means chief operating officer, but Okay. Also cool. Also cool. Like a yeah. bird. Like a like a pigeon. <laughs> or a phoenix. Yes. I would like it if the phoenix you see just this epic with like, you know, their wingspan and all that magical energy just goes cool. <laughs> yeah, not like an eagle cry. Just yeah, I don't like that. Well, that's not even an eagle just, cry. Just like <laughs> I mean, the sound, the sound that they use for, like, an eagle isn't an eagle. No. That's a that's like a hawk, usually. Yeah. Hawks have that, ah, cry. Yeah. Yeah. Eagles are, eagles is like, <laughs> I'm an eagle. Uh, all eagles are constipated, is what we're saying. Help me. <laughs> My chest. Um. So I think the first thing we have to do, Kevin, is describe what a phoenix is and uh, sort of its properties. All right. Uh, so your first things first, phoenix is a big bird. Phoenix is a big bird, and the most defining feature of a phoenix that I think we have to speak on yeah. is the fact that when a phoenix dies... It is reborn. It is reborn. They say it's a risen, baby phoenix. Yeah, they say risen from the ashes. That's right. Because, Rising like a phoenix. Yeah. Uh, depending on the mythology you actually go to, because the most common phoenix that we uh, that we hear of are, of course, phoenixes of fire, yeah, flame. But yeah. Um, mythology is usually speaks them as elementals. Yeah, pho- phoenixes are often uh, used as representations of cycles. Yeah. Um. So you you have uh, Cairo phoenixes, so cold phoenixes. Yeah. Um, From there's, Cairo. Yeah. There's there's even um, there's even some phoenixes that are cycle through elements yeah uh, because they are a representation of the seasons yeah so they die and then become winter then, then become spring, spring yeah then become summer yeah um but i, I and, and i think we've set the precedent in our centaur episode that every single type of phoenix has to exist yeah well we have to try to make this world i feel like in the creature features mm-hmm. uh Part of part of what we have to do is we have to sort of make this world viable and interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when we do it with our uh, world generators. Yeah, we have to try, try to make something here. We got to jazz it up. Yeah, you got phoenixes wearing hats and snapping their fingers. That's right. They're wearing sequins bodysuits. <laughs> what kind of what what kind of jazz do you listen to? Chicago. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just listen to to the musical Chicago and repeat. That's right. It's the it's the the only jazz album in my jazz playlist, Chicago. Uh, (laughs) uh, Well, the only other jazz person we know is Scatman John. That's true, and that's that quickly transitions out of jazz pretty quickly. (laughs) Do yourself a favor, everybody. Just look up the Scatman's other. Other songs, yeah, you know, you know the song "Scat Man," yeah, you beat know, up, beat you up, know, up, I'm the Scat Man, you know that beat song, up, beat up, beat up, beat up. yeah, you know that song. Look up Scat Man's world. 
Scatman's World, uh, Susu Super Kirei. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, imagine if the Scatman decided to make anime openings, and that's what those songs are. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. He, he was big in Japan. He was very uh, big in Japan. Um, they did an Ultraman thing with Scatman, so there's an image of Ultraman wearing, like, Scatman hat and mustache. That's awesome. Yeah, that's rest so in good. peace. <laughs> uh, you're welcome, everybody, for that rabbit hole. <laughs> um, yeah, so these – I think what we have to – we do have to narrow down is sort of the size and effect – a phoenix can have well what i what i want to figure out is i want to like this is sort of goes along with that i want to figure out the mythological scale of a phoenix on the sense of from like a level between uh fox to dragon okay in size you mean no not in size but in like the impact uh of that creature like i mean i think I think in sim- sort of similar to a dragon, yeah. Um, I think that cha- that varies wildly on the phase they are in their cycle. Okay, because like phoenixes are basically immortal. Yeah, and they their entire thing is cycle. So we have to talk about cycle. Yeah. So I mean, I think the the two things to sort of mention that we need to nail down first are the death and the rebirth. Yeah. Right. I was essentially trying to refer to the idea is that when you see a phoenix in this world, is it is it like, is it like ah oh, phoenix, or is it like holy shit a phoenix? I think, I think it's a lot like seeing something like a peacock flying. Yeah. You look at it, you're like holy shit, I didn't even know peacocks could fly. <laughs> right, that's pretty spectacular. That's interesting. That's an interesting thing I'm seeing. Yeah, so it's a rare sight, I think, but it's not something in this world that I think would blow your mind. Yeah, it would be like. You see videos of it, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I will say that I think that we have to interpret phoenixes as almost a force of nature. Yeah. I don't think they're animals that have, like, regular behaviors. I think they are elemental forces that behave according to the sort of element that they are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we'll think of them that way. Yeah. Um. As for size scaling? Well, I don't, th- I don't care about size scaling. Well, I th- here's the thing. I think it's important because in some mythologies, there are phoenixes that are literally the size of the planet. <laughs> so I think it's a little bit too ridiculous. Yeah, that's a little bit too much. I feel like it probably what it is is that because they're cyclically sa- stars like chicks. Yeah. Then they grow into like a big bird. How big is a phoenix egg, though? Uh, how big is a phoenix egg? Like, are we talking ostrich? We talking chicken? The thing is that I'm that I feel like to honor the mythology, but I feel like they have to be like ostrich sized. Okay, I think because phoenix eggs are a thing that you hear about in mythology. Yeah, that they're probably not just like, oh look, a little robin blue egg. Oh look, look, I found some pigeon eggs. Yeah, so I feel like probably maybe not like full ostrich size. Yeah, but they are like you know you can hold them in two hands. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Not yeah. that you would want to, because, of course, the egg is also elemental. Yep. So it's either hot or cold. Yeah. Or... Pure light. Windy. <laughs> <laughs> windy, yeah. Windy eggs. Or stone. <laughs> I mean, that one, I think you'd just be like, oh, look at this weird rock. Oh, look at this weird rock. And then it breaks open, and there's a phoenix. <laughs> ah! Oh, shit, that's a flying peacock. Baby um, rock phoenix. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think... Let's just nail down their maximum size. 
I would say I'd say like twice as large as a vulture. Yeah, like like at when they're at their peak. Yeah, they they hit probably about twice the size of a vulture. Yeah, I think I think you know I think I think we'll, we'll get to that later. I think we're still talking about biology and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we do have to sort of nail down what a phoenix death looks like and what a rebirth looks like, and basically we have a choice here, Kevin. Yeah, because there's a bunch of different mythologies again here. Some say that the death is violent. Some say that the rebirth is violent. Some say that neither are violent. Some say that, like, one is calm and the other is violent. Uh, so we basically have a choice here, and we can either make it, like, a roll of the die to see what happens depending on the phoenix, or we can set a hard and fast rule. I think... So if phoenix are representative of their cycles, uh, then we have to think of their death and rebirth as those cycles yeah yeah you're right you're right so if we're starting with fire when a fire dies down it's not violent yes but when it comes back that or when it starts up for the first time yeah it'd be like a boom so my question to that is i guess for fire phoenixes because if we're starting there uh is that what is the distance between death and rebirth um I mean, that's a weird one, because that really is up to us. I don't think there's any necessarily... No, there's there's not really anything. Like, you, we could choose nice, even things, like, a hundred years. I mean, we could also just choose, like, 30 seconds. It's true. Well, I think <laughs> I think I think the idea of what happens if it's reborn from itself, then it, uh, like, snuffs out, it fizzles yeah. out, it turns to ashes, and then there's an egg in the ashes, and that egg will hatch eventually. Okay, so what's the gestation period of the egg is what we're asking. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And well, I, I think that's probably a few weeks. Yeah, probably. If I don't, if I don't think if it's we're basing a, it off of birds. Well, yeah, and also, I don't think it should be a incredibly long time. No. Well, no. not if we want them to actually have regular effect on the world. Yeah. If it's a long time, then basically you'll be like, okay, uh, this phoenix is going <laughs> to show up exactly at this time and we can deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think like if you're thinking of cycles, it tends to be like it should be an unbroken circle. Yeah. Rather than, <laughs> rather yeah. than that, it like it dies and then then like cycles are supposed to go and keep in a complete circle. It's not like when a cycle happens, it stops for a while and we're just like, ah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems to me like the death and rebirth then is going to have the most variation between the two phoenixes. I mean, the multiple kinds of phoenixes is going to be more than two. Yeah. Um, so let's just do rapid fire on what they would be like. Okay. So a cold, cold Cairo uh, Phoenix. I think cold is uh, not violent both ways. Okay. So melts yeah. down and then just forms, forms back, back into back an up. ice yeah, okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, lightning? Uh, I think that's violent every way. <laughs> <laughs> violent the entire time. There is no time that a lightning Phoenix is not. This We're talking about a Zapdos here, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah. We got ourselves a serious Zapdos situation. Okay. Uh, Earth. Uh, I think that is violent in death. Birth is calm. So it, like, breaks apart. Yeah, sort it of like- shatters yeah. and the Earth, like, crumbles. <laughs> and when it comes together, it just slowly forms back up, like, yeah, yeah, like well, Earth that makes does sense. over time. That makes sense. Um, I th- this is kind of connected to both fire and Earth, but Volcano Phoenix uh, well, I mean, the birth has to be incredible. Yeah, the birth has to be violent. I'm almost thinking the death, though, is calm because it just, like, hardens up. Yeah. 
and then it's di- then it's dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, if it's flying in the air and it's fucking huge, that's <laughs> that, that is a different. The, yeah. yeah. But but that is, that is based on situations situations yeah. rather than yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what about the seasons? Uh, I mean, those. I think I. <laughs> Here's something with the seasons. I'm thinking the seasons you can't predict. Yeah, especially in Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think maybe those phoenixes also depend where in the world you are. Yeah, like places where the where the change between the seasons are like it's slightly colder. Oh, it rains one more day. Yeah, but like when you get to the further away from the equator. Yeah. Uh, and you you get like those ones, then you'll start getting things where it's like, yeah, when it does these rapid changes, yeah, it'll, it'll be like, oh, we've got the summer phoenix here. It's got a bunch of like grain and flowers and stuff like that, and all of a sudden it's just hoarfrost. Yeah, you're like, what? Wait, what happened? What happened? Dude, I have a question. Does that change with the season, or does it happen like maybe a mo- like a little bit before? Because I feel I like think it would probably change with the. season. Well, no, I was thinking that. Uh, I feel like Phoenix... again, we're not talking weather; we're talking climate. Yes, I know, but I I kind of feel like like let's think of what we recently got in Calgary, where you had one day and it was like you know plus five, and yeah. it was fine, and then it just suddenly dropped to minus twenty six, and the snow came. Yeah. I mean, sorry, that's not just Calgary. There's a polar vortex going through a lot of places. <laughs> There's the polar vortex. Which is the name of a phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. For me, I think the season one is really interesting because I think it is, in terms of its death and rebirth, I think it's kind of constant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's boring. I don't think it's devastatingly violent i just think it's like a change and i think people would use it like a groundhog yeah for groundhog day they just be like time to check on the season phoenix i like i like the concept that you'd be looking at the season phoenix and you'll be like all right so this phoenix you know it's uh it's all snowy and white yeah and then you watch it and it changes over to something that's more it's very lush and green you're like oh cool and then it changes back to snowy and white and you're like wait what Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah. See, I don't think that's going to be super common. Yeah. I think maybe if there was a Phoenix specifically in a place like Calgary. Where we get Chinooks. Where we get Chinooks just to, like, <laughs> fuck with winter and, and other seasons, too. Yeah. Um, I think that that might be the case for a Phoenix specifically for here. Well, that's a, that's a mountain season Phoenix. Yeah. 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 For the mountainous regions. Yeah. Um, but I think for the majority of season Phoenixes it's it's not you don't they don't change you're basically you can tell the change of the season based on the way the phoenix looks yeah exactly yeah uh, which means that there are phoenix meteorologists kevin uh <laughs> phoenixologists phoenixologists phoenixologist sounds very close to mixologist which is a very different thing it is a very different thing yeah um okay so i think the last thing we should try and get through before we reach our break yeah is I'm about to break. What is <laughs> what is the effect that these phoenixes have during their lifespans? I mean, they're wandering elemental birds yeah. that will affect the base around them because I don't think they have. It's weird to say they don't think they have sentience. No, they definitely are intelligent. Yeah. Uh, but they're pretty much just beholden to the cycle that they are representing. So they fly around, like let's say, let's say the fire phoenix just flies around being hot. Yeah, I guess it's just it brings heat places. Yeah, right? 
Yeah, and you're like, ah, oh, it's so hot today. That phoenix has been perching on top of that building forever. Wait, so I guess, I guess then for the elemental phoenixes, at least for the fire and the the cold phoenix, the fire and the ice phoenixes, um, I guess they are kind of like weather fronts. They are kind of like that polar vortex I was we yeah. talking about. Yeah. That is a that is an ice phoenix. Yeah, a really really big ice phoenix. Yeah, a really big really powerful ice phoenix. That's just flying by. Yeah, flying by. You can't do nothing about it. The, essentially, what what I think you'll kind of get that'll be interesting for us to talk about is that for a lot of the phoenixes, they will become weather because I feel like they will start to override natural weather of like. Oh yeah, world. yeah. They they will override natural weather. The thing is, is that like in term, the fire and the ice phoenixes are definitely like that. It's yeah. harder to determine with some of the other ones, right? Like basically, you're talking about the lightning phoenix is a storm. It's a thunderstorm. Well, it's not a thunderstorm because it doesn't come with rain. It's just lightning. Well, it, but but it's like it's... a Tesla sphere, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can get lightning sometimes not have rain yeah yeah but, I, okay then maybe, maybe also what about the earth phoenix i mean i think the earth phoenix is just like a weird thing that flies around and <laughs> you're like oh that's a rock bird <laughs> oh there's a rock well please I don't th- fly to my window please I don't fly my window the thing is i think the earth phoenix is less important when it where it is and it's more important where it lands <laughs> that's true and where it dies yeah because i think when the fe- Earth Phoenix is around, that becomes like fertile soil, that yeah, right? That like improves, I I guess the Earth around. There's not a difference between a rock Phoenix and a dirt Phoenix. I don't think so. <laughs> that dirt Phoenix. Look at that sweet dirt Phoenix. Worms <laughs> coming out of everything. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah, um, and I do think where the top it, of it is just like a where, layer. Of where grass. it dies, especially, it will be very fertile. I was thinking maybe maybe phoenixes are drawn to each other. Like maybe a water phoenix and a lightning phoenix are just drawn to each other. Yeah, maybe. That's how you get storms. Maybe. Oh, maybe all the weather in this world is from phoenixes. Oh, maybe. Maybe, maybe there's no moon. That's why you need wind phoenixes. <laughs> no, there's, there's, there's a moon. There's a moon phoenix. Oh, you're right. Phoenix. <laughs> it's a moon phoenix. That's a gravity phoenix. <laughs> oh. <laughs> gravity phoenix. Yeah. Gravity phoenix. Uh is only ever dies. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. No, wait, wait sorry. I, sorry. I just, very quickly, I just imagine a gravity phoenix as you plummets, hits the ground, and then another egg comes from above and lands <laughs> where it was. Here's my idea for the gravity phoenix, Kevin. The moon is the phoenix egg. Ooh, it someday will hatch. I think it's one of those ones where it's like it's eons before it hatches, and when it hatches, there's going to be like calamity. It, maybe it lives for shorter than it has yeah, in yeah. egg form. Uh, basically, it's like a hard reset every, like, 1,500 years or something. I like the concept that there is nothing in history about a gravity phoenix. At this point, we're having fun, yeah. which is what the third space is all about. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we're extrapolating. Yeah. We're extrapolating. Uh, and I think we can, we're at a good place to start talking about what this world will actually be like right after we come back from commercial. <laughs> On this week's episode, no, this week's episode of Space is brought to you by, how do I do this again? Well, I, this one is just, all right, so we have an update about the third f- space festival. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
All right, everybody. We have an update on our Third Space Island Festival. Now, we have heard uh, that people have been complaining that there's no food. That's not true. We don't have food, but we do have food. Food? Legally, we have to say it like that. That's right. Um, and I know some people are mounting concerns that we're not hiring any security. But I mean, we're all there to party we're together. We're all just friends. You don't need security when you're partying? That's right. We, look, there's going to be 20,000 people there, and there's nothing that says that 20,000 people together on an island are going to cause anything bad to happen. We're going to trust each other. That's right. Now, uh, we know that people complain that we ha- that you know none of the Instagram models are really going to be there. Well, we couldn't get any Instagram models, but, but we-, we do have some models. Yeah, they're from uh, Tumblr. That's right. And you might be saying, "Oh, did Kevin just mispronounce Tumblr?" He did not. Yes, but the the, the, the Third Space Festival is still going to be going on. It's still going to be fun. Uh, so we going to have a lot of stuff, and you're still non-refundable. That's right. You'll be there, and we'll be there, and it's going to be a great time. All right, Kevin. Phoenixes. In a world where the elements have wings. <laughs> and sometimes they want to, you know, meet up with each other. Because <laughs> I think that's where yeah. I was trying to go, is yeah. this idea that maybe phoenixes are drawn to each other. I mean, maybe of certain types. Yeah. Like, it's like water and lightning, and that's how you get thunderstorms. Yeah. I think what's interesting about this is that we're basically taking this world out of cosmology as we know it. Yeah. We're saying that there isn't a sun. There's a light phoenix. Yeah. That lives for 12 hours and then (laughs) takes 12 hours to rebirth itself. Yeah. So how does – is – Jeremy. What? Jeremy. Yes. Is is the world flat? (laughs) Maybe. Because if there's just one light phoenix... I mean, there's probably multiple light phoenixes. Okay, so there's one for each section. hemisphere. Yeah, but <laughs> the thing is, is that it means that we don't have a rolling day cycle necessarily, right? It's not like us where there's like half the planet is light, oh, half just the planet is dark. Sometimes you sometimes, have light. Yeah, sometimes you have light and sometimes you don't. And I think it... <laughs> You know, we can say, like, it can be a very defined cycle. It can still be 12 hours on, 12 hours off. Yeah. But doesn't necessarily mean that the next place over has got 12 hours going on light. Right? <laughs> wait, wait, no. You need to explain this to me again. What do, you, what do you mean by, like, how does this phoenix fly over the world? I don't. Here's the thing. I paint don't, me a word picture, Jeremy. I'm, I'll paint you the best I can. Use so, your words for your paintbrush. I think, Kevin, that... The absence of light is darkness, right? Yeah. So I think light phoenixes don't have eggs. So they just become dark phoenixes? No, I think I think and what then happens, we get an arc when a light phoenix dies. Or Jean Grey. <laughs> <laughs> when uh when a dark when a light phoenix dies, yeah. I think it just snuffs out. Okay. Right? And I think that the birth of the light phoenix is like a form forming of like light in an egg shape and then it bursts open and it's a phoenix okay right like i don't think there's a physical thing like egg that you can hold okay that's fair uh, i was thinking that even if there was an egg it was probably just floating through the sky yeah um like a star like a star um star phoenixes yes uh well those aren't there start sorry just very quickly a star phoenix does sound like a superhero it from does. marvel yeah star phoenix Transform. Or um, transformer, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I think. I think it's more of, like, a regional thing. And, and, like, we can't even think of it in terms of, like, time zones. Okay. Because 
I don't like these phoenixes are obviously quite bright because they are made of light. Yeah. But I don't think they're high enough. Like they're still in the atmosphere. So you need a lot more than 24 of them to like light up the entire globe. So, so I guess what it is, maybe there's just a bunch of light phoenixes. They sort of just like have they have roosts. They have areas that they want to stay. Yeah, they are. They have territories. Yeah, they have due to natural evolution have become very like centralized. Yeah, they pretty much just like I want to stay in this one place exactly uh, because they eat darkness. Uh, here's the thing: phoenixes don't need to consume, right? They just are an element. I guess that's true. They just exist. So, so essentially, a light phoenix. Is around just flying in a circle, yeah. being happy, yeah, and then it just goes. Whoop. And here's the thing: because we've basically removed the idea of the sun, yeah, and stars, it's pitch black. Yeah, so it doesn't become like a a, a moon phoenix, no. where it just has dimmer light. No, no, it just completely snuffs out. Yeah, Thump. <laughs> darkness. I mean, there, 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 there. There'd are... still be other things like fire creates light. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there are stars. There are stars, Jerry. They're just very distant, huge light phoenixes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. like like after a light phoenix goes through a few cycles, they're... well, know what they are. Kevin? It goes supernova. They're cosmic phoenixes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Space phoenixes. Space phoenixes. Space, 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 space. Um. Yeah, that makes sense phoenix. to me because you know what? Actually, yeah. A uh, star phoenix is just. Uh, either a star, a nebula, or a supernova. <laughs> when a phoenix explodes. Yeah. I mean, those ones, there's no nonviolent way for them to. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. cycle of that phoenix is it becomes a supernova, explodes. So there's, there's no moon, <laughs> unless we're including gravity phoenix. <laughs> but there would be no sun to bounce the light off of the moon, so it would still be dark. Yeah, it would just be we have. I mean, we might. It would just be a black ball moving through the sky. We might still have a moon. It just doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's just a satellite around Earth. Yeah, and we're like, hey, here's that stupid moon that doesn't do anything. I still think it's a gravity phoenix, and when it awakens, there'll be a calamity. <laughs> That's the rumor, at least. Yeah, like no, within that moon's a gravity phoenix. That's why we're all stuck here. <laughs> I like the the concept that there's no um, what's it? There's no natural function or natural law of the world. It's all based on yeah. It's phoenixes. all phoenixes. So there's no gravity. No, no. It's just a gravity phoenix. Yeah. Maybe in the center of the earth. Here, not the no, moon. but here's yeah. Maybe in the center. Of the, but here's the thing that is uh, really interesting to me about this. It's that before we introduce the idea that all sort of the laws of <laughs> Of the world of like the universe yeah. come from phoenixes. Yeah. Um, it, what it means is that you do not want to fuck with phoenixes. No, because you could be removing something from the universe if you manage to tweak with them. No, you you definitely do not want to mess with phoenixes. Yeah. Like I don't think this is a world where we reach a point where humans are like, oh, maybe we'll just because like you're so aware of what they do. Yeah. That you're just like, okay, we just give it space. Yeah. Like, okay, that fire phoenix is gonna come down. We gotta move. <laughs> we gotta move right now. There's nothing we can do. I know it's the middle of the night. The light phoenix hasn't exploded yet. <laughs> do you not like? What? I like the concept that the speed of light is not as fast as this world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, I mean, light. The speed of light is the same. No, the speed of light's the same as the speed of that phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the speed of phoenixes. <laughs> they all they have to all be different speeds, do they? There's no way a rock phoenix flies as fast as a lightning phoenix. I mean, I guess that could be true. 
I like the thing that the Rock Phoenix. I, I, my head's wrapped up in this Rock Phoenix. Yeah, I like the thing that the Rock Phoenix does nothing, but you're you're just like, you know, the slow moving Phoenix. I think Rock Phoenix are gigantic. By the way, you think they're like rock size? <laughs> Rocks can be any size, Jeremy. R O C, Kevin. Oh, okay. <laughs> like between a rock and a hard place. No. <laughs> between a rock and a hard place. No. Between a rock and a hard place. No, Kevin. Yeah, the can, mythological can, giant bird Okay, rock. I can do this. Between a rock and a hard place. No, you've got too much K in there. Okay. Between <laughs> a rock and a hard place? No, nah, why is there a question mark? Between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to imagine them just floating, floating, just flying through the sky and just pebbles falling off of them. And you're just like, oh, great. We're underneath a rock phoenix. Thump, 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 thump. Here's the thing, though. I think people would follow rock phoenixes. Yeah. Oh, they could, they could drop precious gems. Well, they could drop precious gems where they land. The field is fertile. So you could, you know, There's also get a mountain stuff from in the it. middle of it. Yeah. Okay, as long as this rock phoenix doesn't move, we, we here's, use Here's its the thing. Poop. It's one of the very few phoenixes that you can follow other than the spring phoenix where things are growing in its wake. That's true. Right? Honestly, this is the world where... We would stay nomadic for a lot longer. It would. Well, also because you don't know where that fire phoenix is going to go. Yeah. like Or that lightning phoenix. Like, the thing is, is that a lot of these phoenixes are kind of calamities that people would want to be on the edge of. Yeah. Well, right? You don't want to be right where the wind phoenix is because that's a goddamn tornado. But if you're near it, you can utilize it. Yeah. Same thing with the, uh, like, the water phoenix. Yeah. Like, if you're right underneath it, you're getting, you You're know, getting drenched. Yeah, but if you're on the outskirts, you're getting just like a, a nice drizzle that makes the plants grow. You're getting fresh water, too. Yeah. From the um, sky. <laughs> yeah. From the heavens. <laughs> um, what happens when, when a water phoenix dies? I think it just becomes like a drop and then falls to the earth. Uh, I mean, there's a couple ways you could go for it. Because you could go, it becomes vapor. Yeah. Right? And sort of turns into air. Uh, I think that's more like the wind phoenix. The wind phoenix just sort of goes and it's gone yeah the thing is is that water has a cycle in itself yeah right oh maybe ice phoenixes turn into water phoenixes turn into air phoenixes oh oh they're along the family line and then like back into ice later maybe okay because <laughs> it's I the gotta, water cycle no i gotta figure this out okay so what happens is that a water phoenix is flying around yeah if it goes into a cold area like, like well, how, no, because how, cold areas are created by cold phoenixes. Yeah, but how would a how would a water phoenix become a cold phoenix? I think, think I think it's a lifespan thing. Because what I was thinking is that a water phoenix is flying around. Yeah, that's what it does. And then like it starts on the ground, then yeah. it flies up, and then it meets with like uh, the wind, wind phoenix. Fe- the wind, and then f- wind phoenix cools it down with wind chill. Yeah, <laughs> becomes an ice phoenix, and then it, then a lightning phoenix comes by. I don't know what that has to do with it, but okay. And then a storm happens. Oh, yeah. And then a water phoenix comes out of the ground. Yeah. 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 Up to the sky again. I guess, yeah. I guess it's water phoenix, but it interacts with other phoenixes. Yeah. So, like, if it comes across with a fire phoenix, it evaporates and becomes vapor. Yeah, which is an air phoenix. Which is an air phoenix. (laughs) An air phoenix coming into contact with a water phoenix is a rainstorm. Yeah. A lightning phoenix coming into contact with a... Uh, water phoenix is a thunderstorm and if and if you get a water phoenix a wind phoenix and a lightning phoenix all meeting up together then you got like ice storm i didn't ever said ice i said water wind and 
lightning. Oh, that's when you get the huge like big storm. Like, <laughs> like and if that's on the coast, then you got you know yeah. hurricanes. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, technically a hurricane could happen then anywhere because it's the water phoenix is bringing the water. It doesn't yeah. have to come from the ocean anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, you don't want to be right where these phoenixes are. Yeah. You want to be on the edge of their effects. Especially if they're converging. Yeah. And then a rock phoenix just comes through and you're like, ah, dang it. <laughs> Man. Here it comes. Here comes the rock phoenix. Meanwhile, a bunch of nomads following it are like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Passing through. Sorry. Passing through. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. So people would be more nomadic. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what when they would reach the point of if they would ever become stationary. The thing is that at a certain point, just human population demands. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing: it might, they might just not ever have a high population, in which I case mean, <laughs> they stay nomadic, right? Well, there's, there's a lot calamities of, happening all the fucking time. There's happening. also a lot of people dying from yeah. when like that volcano phoenix drops a yeah. piece of magma on them, <laughs> yeah. or just a rock just pierces through their entire body. Yeah, like it's it's a very dangerous world. Yeah, uh, there are calamities lot. happening all the time. Yeah, and the most fertile and the gravity ground. phoenix hasn't even woken up yet. <laughs> these these gravityologists just keep telling us this gravity phoenix is going to wake up. Oh, I've never seen a gravity phoenix, so it doesn't exist. I've also never seen a math phoenix. <laughs> uh, know what this proves? Math is not an elemental force in the universe. <laughs> Take that, mathematicians. That's listen right. to this show. Take it. I fear anybody who's smart who listen to listens to this show. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think people who are smart can enjoy it. It's still enjoyable. <laughs> it, you know, you're right. It is fun to laugh at idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so I I think there's there is one scenario where I can see people settling down. Okay, and that is people. Capturing phoenix eggs, trapping them, and harnessing their power. I will say, this never ends well. No, that is a temp... We, we say they settle in one place until they are blown out of existence. Yeah. By the existence They're phoenix. like, oh, sweet, we found... <laughs> by we found we found this, like, storm phoenix. Yeah. This lightning phoenix. Egg. We're going to uh, encase it inside of this tube and draw energy from it. Yeah. Right. And maybe that makes the Phoenix more inert. Maybe it takes it longer for it to hatch again. Cause you're drawing out the energy it's gathering. Yeah. But eventually that Phoenix is going to hatch. And when it hatches, you ain't going to hold it. <laughs> no, nah, that's a zap dose you got there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also we know that other Phoenixes, I think are like drawn. Are drawn. To so basically, Basically, you're like have this egg, and other phoenixes are gonna try and smash well, your device. I think especially water and wind phoenixes are drawn to light. Like all the weather-based phoenixes are drawn to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when a fire and air phoenix gets together, you get a goddamn fire tornado. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was thinking that when a when a you <laughs> said when a water and a fire meet each other, it creates the wind, the wind phoenix. I like to think that if there's this is a lot, um, a air and a water, which creates a storm, but then a fire phoenix comes into that, you just get hot rain. <laughs> you're like ah, ah. ah. Well, that's a, that's what they call a sun shower. <laughs> that is what they call a sun shower. Yeah. Um, no, you wouldn't get. I mean, but that's a heat wave, right? Yeah. Air and air and fire heat wave. Yeah, but there's water in there as well. Yeah. 
Well, if you add water, then it's just a nice temperate day. <laughs> ah, wonderful. All these phoenixes together. Yeah, I do like the idea that there's these elemental phoenixes that are, like, for- clashing against each other and stuff like that. And yeah. then there's also, like, the season phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, I mean, that's the thing. The season phoenix is climate. Yeah. The other phoenixes are weather. Yeah. Which in th- oh, so this is what it, this is what it actually means then. Yeah. In winter, water phoenixes become ice phoenixes. That's true. Yeah. That's how you get an ice phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And then if wind meets with ice, you get snow. Yeah. Yeah. So the so it seems like the uh, what do you call it? The climate phoenixes are the ones that are the most like. They're informative of what type of catastrophes are going to be happening. <laughs> when you say it that way i mean that's what it, that's what it is that's kind of what it is that's what it is uh, i was also think, thinking that when the that maybe what happens with the um fire phoenixes is that they are kind of tied up pseudo with the uh the uh season phoenixes like there are less fire phoenixes more fire phoenixes are dormant during uh yeah yeah there more fire phoenixes are active in the summer that yeah. makes sense but so this is a question: Do all uh, season phoenixes have the same schedule? No, <laughs> it's just like the light phoenixes. Like it's 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 arbitrary when that territory is lit up. So so what happens is when a fire phoenix that usually hangs out one place flies into another season phoenix's area? That's when you get heat. That's when you get like chinooks. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when you get things like that. Where it's yeah. like, why are we getting this weather in this season? Yeah. Everything's getting real messed up. That's what they mean. That's in this world what they mean by like human climate change. It's because the phoenixes are like, I don't want to hang around these people. Yeah. They fly somewhere else. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you captured my Zapdos friend. Yeah. Took his egg, hit it in a box. Okay, there's one phoenix that I have been waiting to bring up the entire time. All right. And that is because, Kevin, in fiction, yeah. less in mythology, in fiction. There are death phoenixes. Okay. Phoenixes that just bring death. What is the cycle there? Well, here's this is what we have to discuss. Yeah. Right? Because this, this, this is our this is our challenge mode. We've yeah. been in the game. Yeah. Now we got expert mode. Because here's the thing. If we introduce death phoenixes into this world, yeah. we're saying everyone's immortal unless a death phoenix gets them. <laughs> <laughs> that is one way to see it, yes. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. So my question to you is, is there a way we can insert that into the world and it could still be a viable world? Oh, absolutely. We just have to figure it out. There's one death phoenix. Okay. And I think its cycle is probably that it wakes up and then it goes very fast around the world. Until it hits somebody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's the way we could do it. That's yeah. one option. Is that essentially it is like a a targeted thing where just where it comes to life, it bursts out of the ground in a yeah. font of energy. Well, it bursts out of a corpse, out of corpse. Yeah. The last corpse that it did, exactly. and it just shoots toward a person. Yep, hits them, they die, and then their body's the egg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's what it is. And then it goes and up to the next one. I guess yeah, and it probably has. It, its gestation period is probably affected by how much life is around it. Well, I think also it's based on uh, maybe it's not just one, but I think maybe it's 
its gestation period is also based on the decomposition rate of the body it's in. Yeah. So technically, if this if Death Phoenix eventually hits like the Arctic Circle, yeah. it'll gestate for a long period of time, and there will be like years where no one dies. Yeah. And then it'll and it'll shoot off somewhere. Shoot out, and then because there's an extra bunch of life and activity around it, yeah, and decay faster, yeah. it'll kill a bunch of stuff really fast. Yeah, like if you hit those areas <laughs> where it decays super fast, it's just bouncing between people. Yeah, it's going like. <laughs> but here's the thing: it's still only one. Yeah, so it'll never reach the point where it can just wipe humanity out. No, yeah, because uh, it still has to like. Sometimes, I I. I don't well, and we haven't it. mentioned this, but there's other types of animals. There would be other fauna. And it would be hitting those as well. And it would be hitting those as well. And I don't think it's necessary. it's always the closest one. I think it chooses a direction. Yeah, no, I think it's like, where am I going? That like, way. Boo! And just the first, and it just keeps circling the the world until it hits something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it is super fast. Yeah. The, the fastest speed in this world is the speed of death. Yeah, speed of death, <laughs> super fast. We will someday beat the speed of death, and then I shall never die. Well, first they have to discover the Higgs boson particle. Yeah, then they can go faster than the speed of death. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that'd be terrifying to see if you're just like in your house and you see this black bolt just go, boom, you're like, that was death. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't think they see it. I don't think people are aware of it I don't think for a long time. Well, I, I yeah, because it's hard to like... Um, like we're basically saying that the speed of death is equivalent to the speed of light. Well, no, it's just the f- no, because the speed of light's so slow, Jeremy. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. It. Yes, it is. No, the speed of light, Phoenix's, is a lot slower than the speed of light. That's Lights your opinion. travel the same speed, Kevin, or our eyeballs don't work. That's your opinion. That is fact. <laughs> opinion. No. Uh, well, I think really, really, the reason people don't really know what the death phoenix is because it's hard to communicate that because for a long time all you're seeing is this black blur just go you like, what was that well that person isn't moving anymore well i think i think what you start figuring out is when people are just like so do you notice that before someone dies this large blur hits them mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when we bury them a blur bursts out of their grave yeah yeah what's that about what is that the thing is also oh, is you- that there's a bunch of ways to cheat the death phoenix oh well, like, if you preserve a body, if it's connected with decay, right? Well, that's what I mean. That's why I was thinking that, like, in this world, there's also there's still mummification. Yeah, probably. Because it's essentially trying to stop the Death Phoenix from rising so quickly. Yeah. On the other hand, there's no cremation. No. No, because if you cremate something, that body's coming right back out again. I mean, if you're Thanos, there's cre- cremation. <laughs> there's sure. too many people on this planet. Then just Death Phoenix flies into him. Oh. My time is now. <laughs> so wait, are we saying that there's no other way to die? Than de- or is that just natural cause death? I think that's natural cause death. So you can still stab someone or get hit by a falling rock from yeah, a yeah. rock phoenix? Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about Highlander immortality. Where there's yeah. only one way for them to die. Yeah, which is decapitation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but this is a natural cause death. Every, nobody, nobody ages themselves to death in this world. Okay. The, yeah, the only way to die of nat- and so natural causes is getting is taking the death phoenix to yeah, the chest. Exactly. <laughs> Does it also mean that also has to mean because everything there's also a life phoenix. I mean, I feel like that's sort of tied in with the spring phoenix. Well, okay. I was more thinking of like a phoenix like shooting around, flying into somebody and making them pregnant. <laughs> is is sex just entirely recreational in this world? I mean, 
I'm not against us making it that. I just think it's... It seems weird that there is a death phoenix. And not a life and phoenix. Not a li- Maybe the life phoenix doesn't work like... It's not a complete opposite of the death phoenix. Maybe what the life phoenix does is that it's a big phoenix that just flies over an area, and things below it are more fertile. So I feel you, like that's just the Spring Phoenix, though. Well, no, because it's a little bit different than the, like the Spring Phoenix. Is also about climate and all those things. Yeah, literally, what the Life Phoenix does is when you see it come and you're like, "Oh, honey, we can have our baby now." <laughs> you know what? Actually, the Life Phoenix might be. Yeah, the Life Fe- Life Phoenix might be invisible. Ooh, it might be an invisible phoenix, and it might be the largest phoenix of all, Kevin. And and really, it is just the ovarian cycle. Yeah. So, ladies, what I'm saying to you. You are is that, the life phoenix. Is that <laughs> you are the life phoenix? I was saying that, like, uh, when when those eggs are going through your uterus, uh, that is truly just the life phoenix flying over you. <laughs> it's just the life phoenix spreading its wings. So next time, don't use words such as uh, "I'm on my period" or "Aunt Flo is visiting." Visiting, be like, "The life phoenix is upon me." <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, Kevin. If I was a woman, I would use that phrase. I need a mind. Uh, the life phoenix is upon me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more upset that I can't use that phrase. Uh, Well, Kevin, I'm sure that if you really want a menstrual cycle, science can figure out how to give you one. Uh, I mean, I can also just say that and people will be like, that man's crazy. That man is a crazy man. May the light phoenix be upon you. (laughs) Just an invisible, huge phoenix that flies from the world. I mean, here's the thing. I think because there are um, so many like observable phoenixes yeah. that are connect directly connected to the phenomenon people experience. Yeah. Like saying like blessings of the strength phoenix upon you is something that these people would say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, also uh, like you said the life phoenix is invisible. It is invisible. Its effects are its effects are not. Yeah. So if you reach a certain place, you can be like, if you notice, there is this bird shaped shadow that goes over the world where everyone starts having babies and like, yeah. Oh, there's a oh, there's an uptick in birth rates. Yeah. Yeah. I also like this. Because it takes it, nine months it, it to makes, circle the Earth. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is it makes it so that like, because it's a big bird. Yeah, real. Big but bird. it's not like the entire size of the planet. So this also makes birth a more rare occasion on this planet because death is a rarer occasion of yeah. natural causes. Well, except for the yeah, yeah, right. But so uh, also birth is also yeah. So the population yeah. would never get super high. Yeah, I think people would just say nomadic for a longer time because it's better to keep moving. You don't have to worry about the large populations. Yeah, you only give you only get pregnant and give birth when the life phoenix has blessed you. That's right. Has and blessed your uterus and your dick. You only have food when you've managed to catch this a season phoenix in the summer and fall area. Yeah, which is why you sort of like I like, guess spring summer fall. Yeah, and when you're like okay, so this well, I mean, here's the thing: plant cycles still work the same way. Yeah, so you could so you'd plant in one season of the phoenix and you'd mm. harvest in the, in the fall season of the phoenix then you try to move and, f- and catch this phoenix in spring yeah or the end of winter yeah because you know spring would be coming soon yeah and then you would be again again you'd plant your so i guess it's less of a pure nomadic civilization and more of a um movable settlement civilization well but that's how a lot of nomadic things were is they were well fo- that's, they that's followed... how it would start 
Yeah. Right? But the thing is, in this world, there's no reason for you to start a stationary settlement. Yeah, no, exactly. So instead, the technology would eventually go so that you could move your settlement where you needed it to go. Ah, uh, you mean like a Mortal Engines type situation well, where probably they are building not, cities probably not, upon tank treads? <laughs> I mean, probably not that level, but similar, yeah. Predator cities. <laughs> We must get beyond the wall, for we are running out of resources. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have trapped that explosion, Phoenix, to, like, move our engine. Uh, oh, man, that, that explosion, Phoenix, is just constantly, it's like, yeah. egg, boom, egg, boom, egg. Yeah. 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 Look, there's a lot of different Phoenixes we have not even had the chance to talk about. Yeah. But you can talk about them That's right. to us. That's right. You can uh, tell us in your rating or review what Phoenixes we should have discussed today. Yeah. Or if you've got a personal vendetta, you can tweet it at us. <laughs> if you got a vendetta, Phoenix. Yeah. You can tweet at us. I'm at Mighty Fuse. I'm at Strawman K. Weir. Yeah. Or if you want to do a twofer, you can tweet at us at Third Space Cast. You can send us an email. That's thirdspacepodcast at gmail.com. And uh, heads up, if you're listening to this, you've probably already figured this out, but we have finished migrating to Podbean. Yeah, we should be on the new one. Everything should have went fine. Uh, so, if it didn't, sorry. <laughs> you're not listening to this right now. You'll be listening to it later. Yeah, it's a sor- this right is a now, later sorry. Um, sorry that that happened. We tried our best. <laughs> if it all went well, great. Great. You We're geniuses. Why are we saying this? You wouldn't know. Just skip this part. <laughs> and our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Elvis Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space, where Kevin and I gather the seven Chaos Emeralds. And we go super! Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place. <laughs>